You are now listening to the Moon Child. And man, I feel amazing. I feel pretty, pretty good. Just moved in to the new place. May 1st has officially came. It's actually May 2nd. It's early in the morning. That's why I had to play this song, Morning Sunrise. I woke up at like 6 a.m. Because in my new room, I got these windows and the sun just... Sunshine just woke me up, and honestly, the vibes in here right now are immaculate. So it's Sunday morning, 8.30, nice sunny morning, and I am midtown. Feels nice to be like mid-city. I never live, even, you know, being from the Bay Area, I never live this close to downtown. So we got a four-bedroom house. It's like a duplex, two bathrooms. We're like in behind somebody's backyard. The houses are pretty close to each other, but this is what I'm used to. Being out here in Sacramento, this is actually giving me the closest vibe to home, to be honest. And like I said, the vibes, the vibes are immaculate right now. So I'm titling this episode, New Beginnings. Gonna go on this new journey. I finally have a new spot to start these episodes in my room. I got a little desk set up. Maybe get myself a little placeholder for my mic. I just got it leaned against my window right now. But yeah, new beginnings. New beginnings for myself. And as well as my favorite NFL team, the 49ers. We are on Sunday. The draft was on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I did my mock draft in my last episode, in episode 45, and I would say I I wasn't too far off as far as the QBs went. The Broncos surprised me by not taking Justin Fields, so the Bears capitalized on that opportunity and took him, but as far as I had Trevor Lawrence going number one, you know, everybody did. Um, Zach Wilson, number two. Trey Lance, number three, not Mac Jones. Trey Lance, number three. I had that happening. I had Justin Fields at number nine to the Broncos, but he went number 11 to the Bears. So that's still a team with uh, the letter that starts with a B. So I was close right there. And I had Mac Jones going to the Patriots where, you know, he deserved to go. I know hate against Mac Jones. I like his game, but he wasn't better than the first four as far as coming out as a prospect. And as far as Jamar Chase going to the Bengals, I knew that was happening. I didn't think Joe Burrow was going to pass on having his college wide receiver. Kyle Pitts to the Falcons. I didn't see the Falcons passing up on him. Um, The Jalen Waddle, I thought Devontae Smith would be going to the Dolphins, but they got Jalen Waddle, Alabama receiver. So I had Jalen Waddle going to the Eagles, so they flip-flopped. Devontae Smith ended up going to the Eagles. The Raiders, they of course reached in the first round, but I think they actually drafted pretty well. Um, they got Trayvon Morig. I had him going in the first round to the Raiders, but they found a way to get him in the second round by making a trade with us. And what other interesting things in the draft? I think the Browns and the Vikings had really good drafts. The ba- Browns was getting Jeremiah Wusu Kamora in the second round, who I had a first round grade on. I thought he was going to be in the top 20 for sure. And you add that linebacker when they already added Clowney. They were able to get Greg Newsome. 
in the first in the first round as a corner. They already fixed their secondary with John Johnson in the free agency. They have the best O line in the league. They even drafted Anthony Schwartz in the third round, who runs a four two. The Browns are really scary. I like what the Chargers did. They got Asante Samuel Jr. They got Rashawn Slater. Rashawn Slater fell to them. That was pretty well. The Panthers surprised me with the J.C. Horn pick, but I understand because they are dealing with Mike Evans, Mike Thomas, and as well as Chris Godwin as well also. And then you're also dealing with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and now Kyle Pitts. And the Broncos went corner instead of going quarterback. And I think they didn't take a quarterback because of all this Aaron Rodgers drama. And supposedly we were supposed to get Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we we offered to get Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers wants to come to us. Of course, he would want to come to us. You know, he's in the Bay. We got a great organization. Got the great defense, weapons, great coaching. Who wouldn't want to come to us? But they declined, and we took our quarterback. So it looks like we're not going to be getting Aaron Rodgers no more. So it looks like the Broncos, I feel like, are the favorites. And then the Raiders, unfortunately, are the second favorites. But the Broncos didn't draft the QB, so they keep building around that roster. They got a running back as well. It looks like their favorites to get Aaron Rodgers if he does eventually leave. I The reports say that he wants the GM fired. If I'm the Packers' own owner or whoever's calling the shots for the Packers, I'm just firing the GM. Get a new GM. You got to keep Aaron Rodgers happy. That's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, if not arguably the best as far as talent-wise to ever play this game. So, I mean, I'm not trying to lose him. I don't care how old he is. He was just the MVP last year. So, Packers might as well get things together. They need to get things together. Um, the Vikings did a good job. They traded down, and they ended up with Christian Derrishaw at a later place than I thought he was going to go, and they really did good in the third round. They got some competition for Kirk Cousins with Kellen Mond. They got a pass rusher out of Pittsburgh that I like and Patrick Jones the second. As well as they got a linebacker, um, Surratt from North Carolina, who also like they got some they got some good pieces. They did some really good drafting in that third round because they traded down. But at the end of the day, none of these draft picks matter because the Niners got their QB and this means for Super Bowls to come. In my opinion, I feel like when this team is healthy, what I watched in 2019 with the core of the pieces that we got, this team is going to be successful for a very long time. And adding Trey Lance to that mix with Kyle Shanahan and the offense that we got with Huge Check and Kittle and Trent Williams and the receiver, young receivers that we got, I truly think the sky's the limit, to be honest, and the defense we got. So let's... Let's break things down. So, I can't, I, I mean, honestly, I was almost blacking out. He, they did a good job by just keeping this decision to themselves. I was thinking it's been Trey Lance for a while. I felt like he was a perfect fit. Um, and he's able to change protections. He was running a pro-style offense. I think he's the best dual threat in the cute, best dual threat in the draft. And he can become the best dual threat in the NFL. But at the end of the day, you know, we have to see how he performs. But we got our QB. He was my favorite QB of this draft. I've been saying this. Um, I was looking at Zach Wilson at first was my favorite QB. But then the more I looked at Trey Lance tape, he ended up becoming my favorite QB because he has potential to be the best dual threat. And you, you want the best dual threat QB. And this whole Mac Jones nonsense, 
was really getting on my nerves because it's like they talk about Mac Jones as a pocket passer and how good he is at processing things. And then when you talk about Justin Fields and Trey Lance, you just think of them as a runner. But they're able to process things as well. And the way that college offenses are, it's starting to translate to the NFL. Guys are coming in and coming into the NFL and coming in with a lot more success earlier in their career that we ever seen from QBs. I mean, look at how many interceptions Peyton Manning has thrown his first year. And then you look how how good Justin Herbert is coming out or how many touchdowns they're throwing. Even Baker Mayfield throwing for 25 touchdowns. They're getting better and better. And obviously, you know, the quarterback position is more protected as well. But I feel like them being criticized as far as processing and information and passing in the pocket, I feel like that's being overblown in proportion. I don't care what level you're playing at. Trey Lance was a redshirt freshman and he had 17 starts. You know who also only started 17 games? Mac Jones only started 17 games. But I don't care what level you play at to not throw any interceptions and lead your team to a Division II National Championship. He's not playing for any ordinary Division II school. He's playing for the powerhouse where they're expected to win. And he has to follow up success from two quarterbacks that had a lot of success there. Easton Stick and, of course, Carson Wentz. All four-year starters. And he did it in one year and won them a championship with 41 total touchdowns and zero interceptions. Throwing, completing your passes at 67, 68%. Josh Allen had a lot of um, hype surrounding him because of his arm talent. Trey Lance has that arm talent too with his running ability. He was more accurate than Josh Allen coming out. So all that Mac Jones nonsense and thinking that Kyle Shanahan wasn't finna, you know, be open to a new quarterback, I'm pretty sure he's been watching, like I said before, he's been watching the teams in our own division shred us. Those two quarterbacks in our division, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, has been shredding us. He wasn't looking at Jared Goff like, oh, I need a Jared Goff on my team. No, he's looking like I need a Kyler Murray or a Russell Wilson on my team. Because they have the ability to pass also. And there's so much more room for him to improve as a passer as well. But that running ability is going to make things so much easier. On top of us being a deadly running team as well. What we're missing, what we were missing in the Super Bowl compared to the Chiefs, was when the play broke down, Mahomes was scrambled for them extra three or four yards, and he was killing us scrambling for us, scrambling those three extra three or four yards. Just like Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray was giving us trouble in our Super Bowl year. Him and Russell Wilson, Jared Goff did not give us any trouble. Kirk Cousins did not give us any trouble. So he knows that mobile quarterbacks the way, and it's our job. It's our you know it's the Niners' job as an organization to develop to develop him and reach his full potential. Yeah, he's a little raw right now, but they talk about him as a person. They say he brings a lot of good energy in the room, and he killed all the interviews when I was watching his interviews. Very composed, very comfortable in his own skill, skin, I mean, very confident. And it looks like he's a good communicator in my eyes. Uh, like like I said, when I was seeing the interviews, he was killing every interview. He was, he was really killing every interview. And you just had to sit back and admire it. You really do. So credit to the Niners for making that pick. Because I think he could potentially be the best dual threat in the league in three years. Uh, his running ability. He has the running ability, I feel like, of Jalen Hurts. Not like Lamar. Um, nobody has the running ability like Lamar. But as 
far as I would say the second closest is Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance. They have that running back ability where they can move and, you know, wiggle. Like I said, he when he was recruited, all the D1 schools wanted him as a safety. The dude is huge. He's 6'3", 6'4", 230, 35, 235 pounds. He's like the size of Najee Harris. And, you know, he could sling it. And as far as the passing ability, I, as I see, you know, if you, we develop him right, which I'm fully confident of us doing, I see a lot of Josh Allen when it comes to throwing the ball. Great arm strength. It just has so much zip when he throws it. So it's going to be very exciting as far as right now. We're going to keep him under Jimmy, though, I would hope. Unless, you know, he beats Jimmy, you know, if he beats, beats Jimmy out in preseason or something like that, or if he proves that he's ready. But right now, I feel confident that Jimmy's going to be a starter. I feel like give him time to, you know, learn and see. And we'll, you know, wait for the right time is ready. If Jimmy's messing up, then we got to throw him, throw him in and see what he can do. But if Jimmy's playing high-level football and we're winning games... Let him sit. Let him keep watching. I think that's very valuable. It was very valuable for Mahomes. Just let him sit and let him watch. I think that really, I think that really help him and it'll prepare him better instead of just throwing him right in the fire. Because you know we're in the NFC West um, with those defenses. You know the Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner's and the Cardinals, who keeps adding to that defense with J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones coming back. I like their first round draft pick this year with Xavion Collins and they have Isaiah Simmons, Buddha Baker. So they got some pieces over there as well. And of course you got the Rams with Aaron Donald. So it's a tough division. Um, and the more time for Trey Lance to learn, the better. And Jimmy has proved that he can take us to the Super Bowl. So I have no problem with Jimmy. The only problem with Jimmy, as we all know, is that he keeps getting injured. So other than that, they say Jimmy was the first one to text him. I'm excited. Hopefully, we get into Alex Smith Mahomes situation. That's basically what we're plotting on. As far as the offensive expansion with him, it's going to be very, very exciting. Now we're going to have so much more design run plays for Trey Lance. He's going to be able to scramble for those extra yards. We already a the Niners are already a physical team. They can run the ball down your throat. Now you add the different dimension where it's eleven and eleven on eleven, and the QB can run the ball now. It's just exciting, man. And with our defense, it's it's oh, it's so exciting. I'm so glad that we drafted the right guy. I don't think he's gonna be a bust. I really don't. And hopefully, you know, hopefully they put him in positions where he could succeed. But as far as how the Niners organization has been these past years, ever since Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch just got there, other than injuries plaguing us, we've been it's been getting better and better, in my opinion. And that Super Bowl year was special. I think we got a great organization. You know, as far as, you know, when I was a Raider fan, this is some top-level organization stuff. You know, they're not they're not dropping the ball like the Raiders probably would. So, <laughs> sorry for dissing the Raiders, but, you know, they broke my heart leaving. And, you know, I think it was a breaking my heart for the right reason. You know, when somebody breaks up with you in a relationship, you know, you think you found the one, but... The one, you never know when you found the one, you know, and you move on to better people. And the Niners in that situation was the better people. So happy. It's, it was a happy, it was a good day for Niner fans that day. It was a very, very good day. All the stress were relieved. We were able to sleep well that night. It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty, 
pretty, pretty good. So we got our QB for the future. Very excited. And let's talk about the other rounds. I think the other rounds was pretty well. And as far as, you know, what we you think about what we did in free agency, I knew we weren't drafting any extra pass rushers because we picked up so much extra pass rushers. Another thing that this team, the Niners, have targeted was depth. As you know, every we've been two seasons, we had just a shitload of injuries, and they completely dismantled us. Two seasons that in, Jimmy got injured, it wasn't just Jimmy getting injured, it was a lot of the team. And that was a 2018 year and a 2020 year. And we picked up a whole bunch of extra pass rushers. So now, you know, we got Nick Bosa's D Ford. But we also got a lot of extra, like with Willis. And then we got Arden Key. We even picked up Maurice Hurst. We brought back DJ Jones. And then you add that on top of Kinlaw and Armstead. We got plenty of pieces on the D line. And then we got Ibukam as an extra pass rusher. Plenty of extra pass rushing help to keep our defense solidified. So what I was thinking when we get in this draft was, you know, I know we had to get a guard, and we end up getting two, and then I knew we would have to get a, a corners. We end up getting two, and I thought we would draft a running back, and we end up getting two running backs. So, and also a safety. We also end up getting a safety. So let's talk about the draft pick. So let's talk about the second and third round. I was really happy with the second round. I think, you know, getting a guard was necessary. So we got a guard out of Notre Dame, actually, from the Bay Area in Aaron Banks. I actually played against him in basketball in a scrimmage one time. He went to El Cerrito High. Got switched on to him one time in the post. Very sweaty, but I'll tell you this. He's 6'7", 330 pounds. That's not the great thing about him. Yes, he's big or whatever, but he's athletic. Um, he has hops. I seen him dunk. He was able to run on the basketball court. And he played for an elite AAU team as well, I remember. And the dude can move. And as y'all know, we like to run this outside zone stuff. And he fits in the scheme, to be honest, because the way he moves. And he also has the homie, Mike McGlinchey, who went to his school as well. But like I said, I seen him play basketball. And he he was all, he, honestly, he, he could have he played college basketball, in, in my opinion. Being that big and being that agile, he was able to do it. He, he can really move for a big dude like that. So he's going to be a good addition for the squad. And he's also from the Bay, so I'm pretty sure that's going to give him some extra motivation being around family and his family and friends that are Niner fans and going to be able to play for the hometown. I can't imagine. That's probably a big dream. So uh, I think that's a good pick. It's a very good guard for us as to our, our depth because we have Lakin Tomlinson. We have Daniel Brunskill, but Brunskill can play the guard and the center. We also added Alex Mack. So it's going to be interesting to see who beats it out for that starting spot between him and Brunskill. But that was, I like that pick, and, you know, we want to protect Trey Lance as much as possible and, you know, keep going with that running game. He's physical, he's nasty, and we're going to keep pounding down people's throats. And then also, uh, what we got in the third round, we got Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon, running back out of Ohio State and Oklahoma, and I was really happy with this pick. I wanted to get a – we've been having running backs that are just, like, you know, speed guys. I wanted to get a guy that, you know, can take multiple carries or – get carries in between the guards and in between the tackles. We got Trey Sermon. He's about 215 pounds, just a violent physical runner. You know we like the physical guys. We know we like to get physical. I feel like the Niners, especially when healthy, even with not healthy, I feel like they're the most physical team in the NFL. And that's why I don't think a lot of teams can match up with them. Nobody likes to match up with their physicality because just when you see George Kittle and 
huge, huge check added to the physicality. Even Debo added to the physicality. I, we run the ball down people's throats, and people don't want to get physical with them. They don't. I've seen it with my own eyes. And so I added Trey Sermon to that mix, to that running back room with Moster and Jeff Wilson and now Sermon and also another running back that we got later that I'm going to add to. Getting as much running backs as possible that are cheap, for, especially for this system, is the way to go. I don't think we need to pay any running backs because because they play so physical, so many running backs go down. And honestly, especially for the Niners, we just want to run, 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 run. The more running backs, the better. So I had Trey Sermon to that big mix of power back adds a different dimension, and I'm excited. So I really like that pick. And then at the end of the third round, I believe, we got Aubrey Thomas. He was an opt-out out of Michigan, and he's a six-foot, and he's a man-to-man corner. He has some things to prove. I know I'm not really a cornerback guru, but it's going to be interesting to see. It was nice to get another secondary guy, though. Add into that mix. He has some good size. And, you know, you never know what they can end up to be. You know, Richard Sherman was a fifth-round pick. So we're going to see what Umbry Thomas can do for us. It's going to be nice. But getting extra corner depth, it was very much needed. And it's going to be interesting to see how he develops. Add into Mosley and Jason Verrett. Uh, maybe, you know, he's probably going to have a – he might be a third or fourth corner off the depth chart. So it's going to be interesting if we don't bring Sherman back. Now we head to the fourth and seventh round. So in the second and third round, we got Aaron Banks, Trey Sermon, Ambry Thomas, and obviously we got Trey Lance in the first round. Now we talk about the fourth through seventh round. Uh, in the fourth round, we got Jalen Moore. Jalen Moore, he's a tackle and guard. He's probably going to play in guard at the next level. Big physical dude from Western Michigan. We got to see what he does. He's going to be. He's going to add extra depth. I know Justin School. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to bring him back. I know he's like on this last year of his rookie contract as a backup. So we just added some more depth on the offensive line and, you know, that can develop. And I think developing under Mike McGlinchey, Trent Williams, and Alex Mack and those guys, and Lincoln Tomlinson, veteran guys, I think the young guys that can get better, I think Aaron Banks and Jalen Moore is going to be able to learn a lot from those guys. So it's good. that's good. Add more depth. Add more depth in these late rounds. That's what you want to do. And then we got Demondre Lenore from Oregon, another cornerback. Um, a guy that can, you know, I feel like for Ombre Thomas and DeAndre Lenore, these are good opportunities. Our cornerbacks are low. Um, we have Jason Verrett on one more year. We have Mosley for like the next three years. But otherwise, we, we, you know, we're looking for a superstar corner. And we're just hoping that one of these guys can hopefully become a star and these solid starters for these, you know, next for our future. And so it's going to be interesting to see what he brings to the table. I like his quote. He said, you know, it's either you're a hyena or a prey and, he chose Hyena, and, you know, he's coming out with a dog mentality as long as he's being physical and, you know, wanting to win. That's all that matters. So we're going to see what he proves. And then also now we move to the fifth round. Oh, Lenore was in the fifth round. But moving also to the fifth round, we added to our safety depth. Jaquiski Tart and Jimmy Ward are either 29 or 30 years old. And, you know, those are guys we drafted and we've been having for a while. They've been solid, solid safeties. I feel like a very underrated safety core because if they weren't good, if they weren't doing their jobs at a high level, the defense would have not been as good as it was in the Super Bowl year. Yeah, we had that one play, the Jimmy Ward play or whatever, but that's just Mahomes' arm talent, Tyreek's speed. But we got a safety out of USC, who I actually got to see a couple of. Um, I seen one USC game, 
And he's one of those blitzing safeties where he's in the box. People say Troy Palamu. I'm not going to go that far just because he has the long hair, Samoan, and he went to USC. But that's his play style where he's a safety. He's going to be an impact in the run game. He can be in the box. He's a very good blitzer. He's coming outside. Very good instincts and all that. Obviously, there's questions on how he covers, but depending on how you use him in the system, you never know. He can become very successful. Cam Chancellor was a, a late-round pick so because he was used correctly. So I like that pick right there. Um, brings a dynamic playmaker guy who can make plays and very physical tackler. And I like that pick. I really do like that pick. And we definitely needed another safety. And it's going to be cool to see how he learns under Jimmy Ward and Jaquiski Tart. And then for our last pick, we got Elijah Mitchell, another running back. More running backs, the better. Um, and I think another speed guy. And he comes out of Louisiana, Lafayette. Adding more running backs. The more running backs, the better. I don't know if we're necessary bringing Mostert back after next season. He has one more year left. He's 29 years old. Who knows how long that speed is going to be. And like I said, there's no reason to pay for running backs when, you know, it's all about the scheme. And, you know, our running backs go through, you know, our running backs get injured so easily because they all run so physical and we run the ball so much. So um, he splits, we, the Niners split the carries too much to be paying the running back. So, like I said, the more running backs, the better. And we added two more running backs to the running back room on top of having Mostert and Wayne Gallman. And I think we still have Jeff, Jeff Wilson. So very excited. It's very excited for the next year. It's going to be interesting to see what we do. I won't go as far as say, oh, we'll win the Super Bowl. Um, but you never know. You never know. Jimmy might take us to the Super Bowl again. You never know. Or if Trey Lance gets his opportunity to take us to the Super Bowl. But I know for sure is that we're going to be a playoff team for the foreseeable future. For sure. If injuries don't hold us back. Um, Nick Bosa is going to be coming back. We should be play paying Fred Warner soon. Got George Kittle paid already. Brandon Ayuk and Debo is going to be back. Brandon Ayuk in his second year. So much to look forward to. So the only position that I'm really worried about is just see how uh, how our corners do. But Jason Barrett was playing at a high level last year. Emmanuel Mosley's always playing, getting better. And we're going to see what these corners can bring to the table. And then we'll see how much better the receivers got. But everything else, as far as the line of scrimmage and the offensive line, D-line, I'm very confident in. Linebacker core, I feel like, is the best in the NFL with um, DeAndre Greenlaw and, of course, the best middle linebacker in the league and Fred Warner. Got the best tight end in the, in the league and George Kittle. We got a suitable quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. When healthy, I feel like he's a good, he's a top 20 quarterback. And then we got the future in Trey Lance sitting behind him. We got a solid running game. We got the best fullback in the league. The sky's the limit. So, yeah, that's the... That's the recap of the 49ers draft, and it went amazing. It really went amazing. I'm so glad we didn't make the wrong decision. And, yeah. So, one, talk about the draft, and that's the new beginnings. As far as I want to add in a little bit about my Sacramento Kings, since I am now in Sacramento, I am midtown. I'm actually a lot closer to the arena. I think I'm kind of walking distance in a way, so... That's going to be interesting. But the Kings beat the Lakers. I, I feel like I need to address that. Now the Kings didn't have Harrison Barnes. We didn't have De'Aaron Fox. Bagley made a return off the bench. But we won by six points. And I think Terrence Davis, he was minus three. But Marvin Bagley found a way to be minus ten in a win. Because he just doesn't play any defense. And it's just sad to see. 
But other than that, Tyrese was leading the team while Fox was out. And he finally got a chance to play against LeBron because LeBron made his return. And he didn't get to play LeBron the first two games he wasn't playing. And there was an interview like, you know, that was his favorite player growing up. And he showed composure. And he showed resilience. And he showed leadership that night. It was nice. It was a very nice showing where you play an inspiring basketball. And I love to see that. Like I said, I don't care about winning losses. If you're playing good basketball, if you're showing improvement, you know, you're showing progress, that's all that matters. Because as far as right now, we're out of the playing race. But when you show, you know, when you put on a showing like that, I can respect it. I don't, you know, who knows if the Lakers, you know, obviously LeBron hasn't been back in a while. But, Le but Tyrese was playing good basketball. Very, very good basketball. He's making plays for others. He was bringing energy. Rashawn Holmes was playing really well also. And they found, they scrambled up and found a way to get get a dub. Terrence Davis was adding to that mix. So was DeLon Wright. And it was nice. It was a very good win. I think it was good for their confidence. And it's going to be good for us moving forward. So I like, I like the roster that we got as far as the pieces. As I say this before, we just need that big man. It was supposed to be Bagley, but, you know, obviously, I don't think he wants to be that big, big man. And he is not that big man for us. So we'll see how we do going into offseason. We'll see how we finish off this season. But the future is very promising, showing what Tyrese has displayed. And then adding that with the superstar we got in Fox. And also, let's talk about what some moves that Monty McNair has made that I got to, you know, kind of, you know, I got to address a little bit. And I really like the moves that he made. So he re-signed Damian Jones and Chismiz Metu on... Um, multi-year deals on some very favorable team multi-year deals cheap and we got them for multiple years so this is telling me that we're probably not going to resign Rashawn Holmes and I said this before I don't want to overpay Rashawn Holmes I don't think he's going to be I don't think he's their starting center for the future he plays really well if a team could get him or if it's us could get him as a six man I think he can win six man a year but as a starting center it's not enough it's not going to work out for him as a starting center, and I don't want to pay more than $10 million for him, as like $15 million for him as a starting center. The person, his energy, the player is amazing. It's just he, He's just not an Embiid. He's not a Jared Allen. He's not a Mitchell Robinson. He's not a Miles Turner. He's not that, and we need size. We desperately need size, and I potentially see that um, Chamise Metu can do the same things that Rashawn Holmes can do at a you know at a lower price and he has more room to develop because he is younger. So and you know it took Rashawn Holmes till he's 26 to get where he where he's at right now. I hope he gets the bag somewhere though. And but if he comes back to the Kings, I would love for him to be a six man. But you know, we brought back Damian Jones, who I think is can be a very good backup center for us because he's you know he's 6'11. And then also, you know, with Metsu. So I really like those moves. It's nice to see that we're going cheap, and it's going to be interesting to see what we do in the offseason. I think we're still trading Bagley, and if we can find a way to move Buddy, you know, and give Tyrese that starting spot, because there's no way that Tyrese is losing the starting spot again um, after this season. Him and Fox is the future. I think it's that set in stone. So if we can find a way to get Buddy, um, get something good for Buddy, then that'll be good, but... His value is not going up because he, other night, he only had like two points. But he was playing good all-around basketball. He had some good assists. He was playing all-right defense. And 
You know, you love to see it. One thing about Buddy that I can't hate on him, he's con he's consistently playing. He doesn't miss games. You know what I'm saying? He's always there. So that's something you got to love about him. And his shooting is valuable. So I hope a team can see that and we can just go forward with Tyrese and Fox. And other than that, with Damian Jones and Metsu being re-signed, I just feel like we need to re-sign Terrence Davis. I would much rather re-sign Terrence Davis for like seven, eight million, two years then resign Rashawn Holmes, get him like $15 million for three years. You know, that's just my personal opinion. And like I said, once we get this big man, we're going to be fine. We just got to get this big man straight, and I think this Kings can be a playoff team for real. But, yeah. And that's, I'm going to leave it there for today. I got a lot of things to do. I got to do some more moving stuff. Got to get these shower curtains straight. Just a lot of stuff that I need to fill in this house with. I'm still new to this. It's a new journey, so I'm excited for this new journey that I'm going on. Um, I got to enroll in school coming up as well. I can't wait to start next semester, but I'm also worried because supposedly it might be another semester online, which I do not agree with. If you know, if if we got the vaccine out, they're saying we can go out and stuff like that. And me personally, I have to go to work. All the time, you know, I'm fine with going to school with masks. And, you know, I'm fine with going to school with masks. I have to go to work in masks. I still have to work and everything. And professors are like, oh, they don't want to teach in classes. I'm like, dang, you know, we're paying millions of dollars just for, you know, just to look at a, a computer screen. That doesn't really sit right with me. So we're going to have to see how things transpire with that. But that's a different conversation for a different day. Other than that, I got to get some things together for this house. Shout out to the homie Miguel. I know you're probably listening. Um, but we've, we've been really talking about making a move like this for a long time. And it's just nice to see things finally go through. So I hope everybody's living straight. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, and yeah, live life, you know. <laughs> but I'm going to leave it there. Peace.